Welcome to Pop School and the Fantastic Movie Review Podcast. And today we are talking about Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Yes, this is the first episode where we couldn't think of an intro. It's finally happened. I'm still Mike. And I'm still Darren. Not that belies we don't have opinions on this movie. No. Apparently we didn't have enough opinions on the first one to record an episode of it. I, I don't know what happened. I think I think we were snapped out of existence for like the back end of 2018. That sounds like, a bit right. We got to reviewing Deadpool and then disappeared off the face of the fucking earth. So, uh, whoops. Yeah, oopsie poopsie. Um, but no, we are going to get this one. It's one of the most hyped movies of the year, I think, He's for a lot early. of people. I mean, Spider-Verse, sorry, Into the Spider-Verse. I can't just say Spider-Verse now. Into the Spider-Verse is one of my favourite movies of the last decade. Yes. I fucking love that film. Mm-hmm. A lot of other people really it's, fucking love that it's film. It's fucking excellent. I can't believe it, well, I can believe it took them five years to create this. Well, it's because they did both back to back. So we're getting the sequel to this next year. Yeah, it's so. a good fucking time to be alive. Pretty dope. Um, but yeah, it was it was not as hyped as I think as many other superhero properties were at the time, mm. just because it was a cartoon. We weren't prepared for what it was about to do to animation. No, I mean it's the, the beauty of it is that it wasn't overexposed. I no. think there, there was the big trailer where it showed you the huge fight scene with all the different Spider People, mm-hmm. and then they very very smartly went, "That's your lot. Go and see the film." Yes, and I am very appreciative for that. And so, oh, there's been a lot of think pieces this week of like, how Spider-Verse challenge animation to change? Mm. I'm like, well, yeah, but like... Yeah, you got the Lego movie, lads. The Lego movie, the one that everybody forgot about, that one. But I mean, like, what's changed? Like, oh, they're rebooting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with this art style now, but that, that, that that's about it. I, I was never a, a, a TMNT person, no, so I'm just same. not getting into it. No. Like it looks fine, but it's very it's got plain movie written all over it. Yeah, especially because they've aged the 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 teens down to like mm. young teen as opposed to like yes. seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, so uh, it's not doing much for me. No, maybe I'm... it's good. I'll find out the next time yeah. I'm on a plane. We shall see. Um, so uh, again, it was one of the most hoped movies this year, just because that first one is so good. And other superhero stuff has got a little bit of a, a, a not a taint on it necessarily, but mm. like fatigue is setting. Guardians of the Galaxy proved that that's not true. Superhero fatigue hasn't put in. Lazy superhero fatigue is setting. Yes, I... doing doing the 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 bog standard. Like we had a few Marvel movies in a row where even the good ones, I was like, I could have probably plotted this out beforehand pretty easily. Yeah, you couldn't plot this fucking thing go to. You sure as shit couldn't. Good fucking. God, right. It will surprise none of you to say, at least I think, you're pretty big fucking fans. There's only one thing that needs to be said. <laughs> is it a Ty Dillinger? This is a fucking Ty Dillinger, my friend. Here we fucking go. Ten. Fair play. It's a fucking ten, lads. Okay, now that I've done that and ruined the audio quality for the episode. It came through pretty nicely, actually. These microphones can do anything. Yep, they even... <laughs> the power of not having to do any more editing. It's a Ty Dillinger. It's a fucking Ty Dillinger, and it's the middle chapter of a trilogy. It's happened again. <laughs> We're living in the loop, lads. Um, which unfortunately means that the next one's going to be just the worst, categorically the worst one because the first two were so good. Like, so good, it, but still good. Like not, it's, it's not great. Still, Return of the Jedi. So you know, I fucking like... love this. I've. I, this has been itching at my brain the last couple of days, just thinking about how good this film is. 
This I'm not even gonna. There's no point in sugarcoating it. It went straight to number one on the list for this year. Yeah, same. It's the one to beat. I would say so. I don't think it's as, as cut and dry as you maybe think it is at this point. I think mm. there's. Well, having said that, what's left to come that I think would be better than this? We neither of us have got any movies left on our draft things. No, well, I've got Oppenheimer and Barbie. <laughs> the weirdest double bill of all time. Out, still out the same day. Um, what the fuck is that Barbie movie? I, I can't tell whether it's going to be like the the, the the kitsch hit of the year or just... I, I, yeah, yeah, it's beyond comprehension. I'm not sure who that film was written for. Yes. I just know it wasn't people who play with Barbies. Yes. So it's going to be interesting. So I know he just brought up Margot Robbie. We'll save it for spoiler talk, but we have a fantastic forecast, apparently. Yes, we do. We'll talk about that later. We, we took up we, too much time last time we recorded. I, I, I think we had the best moment on the podcast of the year talking yes. about the fantastic forecast in last time. All three of my laughs, laughs. <laughs> in quick succession. It was a hell um, of a thing. Yeah, I've still got that say. It's literally the second before. If I press play, I need a little cheering up on my downcast and just play me go. Bah! Anyway, um, so. Yeah, it's um, what the hell were we talking about? Oh, yeah, so we don't know what more movies this is. This probably is probably going to stay at number one for the next six months. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. Maybe June Part Two like exceeds further expectations. Maybe, but but we like June Part One. We did like June Part One, but it's not going to be as fun as this, is it? Fuck no. (laughs) The the best thing I can say about this movie, and hear me out, yeah, is it is a fraction away from not working at all yes completely agree. i made this analogy before of like i think i said it about venom but it was it applies more here in a positive sense the momentum is key to this movie yes it pulls you along at such a frenetic pace and throws so much at you that i imagine some casual people just can't get their fucking head around mm. it if you lose that momentum or if the movie loses you for any second I think it'd be an incomprehensible mess. Yeah. Like, it is so fucking frenetic in its pacing and its storytelling and fucking everything that it's like this juggernaut going downhill that he's literally coming apart at the fucking scene. Like <laughs> something you build in Tears of the Kingdom if you have imagination like Michael. Or yes. <laughs> vanilla imagination like me. Like, it's barely fucking holds together. But it does ultimately hold together enough to get across the line. What I imagine is... Either Lord or Miller, or potentially both of them, yes. as they rise from the table, a ring of coke around their nose. Yeah, they get they they shout to the producers, "We want to make a love story that is ultimately a metatextual commentary on what it means to be Spider Man and what Spider Man storytelling is." Yeah, and I'm going to do that with a fucking stellar AAA cast and give everybody a moment to shine and introduce as many different versions. Basically, every fucking Spider Man bar two. Yes, is going to be in the movie. Yes. Um, and also make it a trans kid allegory, please. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the producer's are like, five years. We can do it in five years. <laughs> we can't direct it though. We've done too much acid. We're gonna get some other lads in to, to do it for us. But yeah, just do this, please. Thank you. Bye. And then it worked, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't work. It shouldn't work. The first one, what I like about it is that it, it almost felt like a reinvention of the Spider-Man story. Yes. Whereas this one is a full-on assault. On the Spider-Man mythos. Yes, I think... And that shouldn't that shouldn't work. No. That appeals to people like me and you. Yes. If, if somebody said said to you, it's like, what what are the, the, the key points in every Spider-Man's life and what does it look like when when 
we challenge the norm. Yes. You go, that's an interesting think piece. Maybe I'll read about that one day. Yeah. You don't think that's going to be the basis for a cutting edge, $100 million fucking absolute juggernaut of yes. animation. It is taking a much bigger swing than the first one did. Mm. Spider-Ham, if you're on board with Spider-Ham, everything else is above his level in terms of like, if that doesn't take you out of the movie, nothing else here will. Yes. Good God, he was the tip of the fucking iceberg. <laughs> there is so many moving parts on this movie and so many times I feel like if you're not digging what it's putting down, I imagine this is a bit of a torturous fucking experience for you. But here's the thing, right? Yeah. In and amongst all these moving parts, yes. like, like you say, are just about they've got enough gaffer, gaffer tape on them to hold together. Just and as it's hurtling at a million miles an hour, it, yes. it feels like somebody's grabbing you by the shoulders and going, there is so much I have to tell you about Spider-Man. Yes. Somehow, there are characters you care about. Yes. A really convincing relationship between um, Gwen and Miles. Yes. And the story, even though like it's, it's longer than the first one, it's two hours and 20. It is the longest American animated feature of all time. There you go. And it still feels like it didn't do everything it wants to do. No. And it still feels like it did more than we ever thought yes. it could. I am in fucking awe at that. It is a ridiculous achievement. I have I can scarcely remember being as hyped as I was at the end of a film mm. as I was for this one. <laughs> like I've I tell you what I what I was doing uh, and no word of a lie was clutching the side of my seat going, yeah, yeah. you can't end it there, lads. Keep going. Finish the story. And then check my watch. Oh, yeah, it's been two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like the longest animated movie of all time, does Ooh. it? Fuck me, it goes along. Like, I'm scarcely remembering, like, an ending that's, like, it's like the end of God of War 2 in terms of hype levels mm. of, like, ascended Olympus on the back of fucking Titans here with fucking go lads for the ending. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's built because, yeah, as much as it is this mad, fantastical world with hundreds upon hundreds of different Spider-Men and you're introduced to, like, like there's all the ancillary ones that are just background characters and nice little nods for us. Mm. There's, right, Spider-Man India, fucking Punk Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099, all of which are introduced in this fucking movie. So yep. three big main characters. I'm probably forgetting others. Like, there's ones with less, like, like, like Jessica Drew and Spider-Bite and these less ones. So that's, like, upwards of maybe ten new versions of Spider-Man that are being introduced to you that you need to remember their names, remember their fucking deal, remember what they're on about. And yet, at no point does it feel like you're lost. Even though you've got all this mad shit going on, there's a remarkably straightforward through line through this. Mm. That is just beautiful. It's fantastic. I'd love to, just for a second, not be a comic books fan and watch this and see if I enjoy it on the same level. Yeah. Am I enjoying this because this is like deep lore Spider-Man <laughs> shit brought to fucking the most beautiful life possible? Yep. And that's why I'm enjoying it, or is it actually a good movie? Well, this is the thing. If it's still, you know, we we are by by choice yes. movie critics yes, to a certain extent. Yeah. I don't. I don't put that on my fucking. I think business we have to card. get paid first. Could someone just give us a quid so we can say we're professional movie reviewers? And we're I, done? I told you we do have exactly one very willing patron out there in the I world. I don't think you can float a patron on one person. <laughs> I'm literally just holding up a picture of Abdurrahman yes. and going, "This is why we're critics." Um, so, so based on us being movie critics yes. and go, having to consistently go into movies, admittedly mostly comic.
comic book movies mm. and going does the fucking story work yes if you took yourself out of it and, and you know take away all this fucking knowledge yeah yeah so with this one it's a sequel you have to have seen oh yeah you have you to have seen have into the spider verse which really into the spider verse the best way to experience that is already knowing who the fuck spider-man is yes which it's hard to argue there are many people that don't yeah so okay you 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 exist in the world and you have seen into the spider-verse yeah what does this does this work as a through line for the main character of that movie mars morales Yes. yes, yes, it does. Miles goes from a point at the start of this movie to a completely different point at the end of this movie. Yeah, it is a beautiful fucking story mm-hmm. of what I actually think <laughs> is the culmination. Hear me out of the marketing for Spider-Man: Miles Morales on PS5, which was "Be greater, be yourself." Yeah, and that's basically in four words yeah. the storyline of Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. It's a hell of a fucking thing. I can't quite believe they... Because they did it one time with you stay in Miles' world and all these other Spider-Men appear. Yeah, yeah. This is the flip-down reverse it version. Mm-hmm. This is Miles going to every other fucker's universe. So to have a grounded story whilst that's happening is yes. no short of a fucking miracle. It shouldn't work. I no. know we're going to keep coming back to it. But <laughs> well, I was going to say this. If it was only working for people like you and me... I think that would have bore out in the reviews. Yeah. Like the consensus would have shown that it's working for some people, not all people. It's at eighty five percent on Metacritic. Yeah. It is easily my best performing thing of the wait, no, God of War. If you look at Rotten God of War, that was last year. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it was last year. Some something may have beat it, but yeah, eighty five percent on Metacritic. And Ron Rotten Tomatoes, yes. Both the critic and audience score a high nineties. Dope. Dope. So it's clear that it's it is working for everybody. So Let's dive into a cast, shall we? Yes. So, actually, before I do that, because I might forget, hmm. my only criticism of the first one is that I, I know this is fucking blasphemous. Yes. The animation grates on me eventually. Really? It's okay. so fucking busy hmm. that it actually starts to hurt to watch. That happened again here. Like, right. I started getting a bit of a headache near the end because it's just such a fucking full frontal, like, attack on... And especially in this one, because we're changing styles more often. Like, the first one, the Miles' world just had its flair and big pop-up and stuff. But the fact we are fucking changing locations over and over again mm. and different... Uh, Spider-Man being animated in different fucking ways at the same time. It's a very, very, very impressive technical exercise. And it's yeah, one of the best animated movies of all time. But it, I just feel like it still grates on me a little bit after a while. Mm. That I, I this thing, I don't know what the solution to that is because I wouldn't want to curtail that in any way. No, but I just have to fucking speak I get my it. truth, Michael. <laughs> I have to speak my truth. You just wish that there was a pause button. That's all it is. Oh yeah, if it, watch, when I'm watching this at home, I think it'll be a better experience because mm. yeah, I can pause and fucking go and rest my eyes in a dim lit room for ten minutes. <laughs> but it's two and a half hours on a fucking everyman screen. It's fucking ah, it's it's a fucking intense experience. I'm just gonna tell you, you don't know pain until you have to watch fucking uh, X plus I um X plus stroke IMAX 3D Avatar for over three hours. You oh, don't know what eye strain is. Fucking hell, fuck I, that was. I genuinely felt pain for my crap, <laughs> which is why I'm a critic. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that, that's my that's my one consistent gripe with the first one that's still in place. Um, so let's dive into the casting. So Miles, obviously, yes, returning uh, Shamik Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
and we left Miles at the at the the end of the last movie that his wonderful ve- adventure had concluded. All of his friends had gone back into their different universes. The multiverse is safe, and Miles is Spider Man. Mm-hmm. We pick up a little bit later on. Yes, and Miles is now missing everybody and all those friends and mentors. And moreover, he's missing Gwen, yes. who he has very much developed a huge crush on. Yes. And that's where we pick up. And I think it's a great place to pick up because straight away it grounds the story. Yeah, yeah. It goes, right. So of all the things that we're going to do with Miles at this moment, he desperately wants to see Gwen. Yes. And I, I've i got to tell you, I really, really love the relationship between him and Gwen in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like It felt like a tangible, like a tangible version of a... Of a teen romance where both of them are on a fucking level playing field. Yes. Because the, the direct comparison is the Tom Holland Zendaya. Yes. And obviously that works in real life because they an item. Yes. But what I think elevates this over the the Peter MJ romance from the the home trilogy. Yes. Is that these two understand each other on so much of a deeper level, having yeah. come from that similar background of having the Spider Man origin story. And then for that for, for for them to be removed from each other and brought back where he remained the friendly neighborhood spider-man and she had other adventures yeah and and then you it's like they're it's so overwhelming to see each other again but there is a wedge that's yeah, some yeah. beautiful dramatic tension it's authentic it is authentic and i think that again like you said grounding that story in such an authentic believable teenage romance helps it a lot i think if you don't have that anchoring everything it really does fucking fall apart mm. um yeah they they capture that perfectly and i think he's he's kind of gone more into a peter parker status quo with this one than he was in the first one in that he's a teenager his parents don't understand him he's struggling to tackle spider-man stuff as well as his school stuff so it, it doesn't feel like it, he doesn't feel far removed from, like, yeah, bog standard Spider-Man 1, but the reason it's worked for so fucking long is because it's a good fucking story and always has yes. worked. So it doesn't matter that it's not Peter Parker who's doing the Peter parker it still fucking works. Yeah, because everybody has been through that experience. Exactly well, that. Not of being Spider-Man, but you know what no. I mean? It's relatable because of the age in which it capped... It, you know, it, Spider-Man and X-Men and all this have always been yeah, yeah. allegories for bigger things going on. Yes. And Spider-Man was, was always uh, puberty and self-actualization. And that very much continues yes. here, and what and and then there's the, there's also the other side of that that I didn't think we'd see as much of it in this film as we did. Yeah, we're also seeing the perspective from his parents of you know my baby boy is growing up, yeah, he's yeah. changing, he's becoming distant, he's becoming secretive. Da, 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 mm-hmm. Only the secret is he's Spider Man. Yeah, and we get a lot more exploration of that than I thought we ever would, mm. and the movie is stronger for it. I think. I, I, I'm I not mad keen on the new costume. I mean, no. <laughs> it's fine. I would like the red... I'd prefer the red webbing on it. See if it's a little pop. But I guess if he's fucking front and centre for most of this movie, can you be bothered to put the red lines on him all the fucking <laughs> That's time? a good point. I, I didn't know this until... um I went to watch a video or something. The initial reason they gave him the symbiote suit in the comic books... It's because they got really bored of having to draw the fucking individual webbing bits on his fucking mask. <laughs> so they just gave him a black onesie. Really? It wasn't initially like going to be like Venom. That wasn't the plan. They just <laughs> couldn't be fucked to draw Spider-Man anymore. <laughs> 
So Venom is here out of laziness. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. Which is beautiful. See, I, 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 I'm, that's the only bit I'm like, eh, that could be better, but there's so many other Spider-Man fucking costumes to look at that it's fine. Oh, yeah. But well, they it... nailed Spider-Gwen's costume in the first one. I don't think it's changed. Her shoes have changed. Her shoes have changed. But that's it. And and that, yeah. So yeah. Gwen as well. And it could be argued that this is actually Gwen's movie, not Miles's. It kind of is. She opens and closes this thing. Mm. So I, I, you could argue in some ways this is actually her story featuring Miles as opposed to the other way around. Or is at least her perspective on Miles' story. A co-billing at the very least. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's yeah. Hayley Steinfeld, so you're going to want that. Someone pointed out her agent is a fucking genius. Right. Her, like, Rotten Tomatoes score, can, like, fucking consistency, mm. is fucking through the roofs. Tom Holland's on the other hand. <laughs> Have you seen the Crowded Rooms review he, score at the moment? He cannot catch a break, no. can he? He's he literally Spider-Man. Yes. Rest of filmography. He said the Crowded Room broke him and he's taken a year off from acting, but he thinks it was worth it. It currently stands <laughs> at 10% of fucking <laughs> Fuck it. That's the one where he plays like a serial killer, isn't it? I believe so, yes. Yeah, fuck. I mean, man, it looked uh, bad. Yeah, he did. Well, I think I'm still going to watch it, but I, just because I need to know how bad a fucking Tom Holland-fronted thing can be, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. he, he can't catch a... He can't pick up one. Like, Uncharted's his best thing he's done. Outside of Spider-Man. And that was perfectly generically fine. Like, that's about it. Everything else, like that fucking the the woof woof one with uh, Ray from Star Wars, that went great. Uh, oh God, Chaos Walking. That's, no, it's called the woof woof. Oh, the woof woof one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so back to Harry Steinfeld. Yeah, she's great in everything. She's very yep. much a fucking mark for quality. She's excellent in this. Yeah, she's so, so good. good. There is there are some fucking brilliant lights, and I know it's not Harry Steinfeld who wrote those lines. Yeah, yeah. But she gets some fucking. All killer, no filler yeah. dialogue in this. My favourite of which being, so minor spoiler for the first half an hour of the movie, mm. is uh, whenever Gwen Stacy falls in love with Spider-Man, it ends in tragedy. Like, fucking hell. And that being a line that, because she's an awkward fucking teenager, that being a line she's using to flirt with Miles. Yeah. I so fucking good. I love this storyline. She's a sad character. Yeah. For most of this like story, she's not a happy character. But it's using it's <clears throat> it's weaponizing that kind of dread you have about Gwen Stacy, mm. and having that be a character point of, of of a Gwen Stacy that's aware that her life is probably going to be shit most of the time. Mm. It's a very fucking interesting. Um, have you seen the theories going around? Regarding the colour palette, I assume. That she's a trans kid? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, yes, good. Yeah. I'm like, it would be fucking excellent if it's never brought up and then Lord Amina go, oh, yeah, the entire time she was trans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's how you normalise things, boys. Yeah, that's I, how you I do it. Need, if it's not even brought up as a character point in three fucking movies and they just go, yeah, the, like, she was trans. Like, why else would her police officer father have the fucking trans flag on his uniform yeah. if not because he had a trans kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes sense, doesn't it? And yeah. the and the art style in Gwen's universe looks like her comic books. It's that very yes. kind of pastel yeah, pastel yeah. watercolor kind of thing. But conveniently is is in the you know, the, there is a huge fucking scene um where Gwen is talking about being Spider Man to somebody mm-hmm. and the uh the detail of the background actually fades away and you are left with this these shades of a have a baby blue and a baby pink yeah. and a white and I'm like yeah. this is very fucking obvious what you're doing lads yes. 
and I appreciate it up and fucking down. I'm, I'm in favour if it's just they want it to be an allegory because, like, she's having to tell her parents, I'm not, well, her parents, I'm not who you think I am. Yeah. And her parents initially rejecting her before kind of taking her back on. Or she is literally a trans kid. Yeah, stylistically, or metatextual, yes. or plot point. Because they've left enough in there to for them to be able to credibly say it once the films are over. Or oh, fuck it, between the two of them, just to see what would happen. Well, why not? Be great. Right. It, this isn't a J.K. Rowling going, oh, yeah, Dumbledore was gay the entire time. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time, big time. Yeah, that was always written in there and was never just, you know, invented by someone and I've stolen it. No, 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 not at all. No, 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 no give me money. Like, that's what I, it's coded in there that they've now got the choice on their hands to either go that way or not go that way. It's completely mm. up to them. Or not even make it fucking clear. Like, interpret it on your own. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah, let your audience infer meaning. Yeah. And then let your audience have that very special relationship with that product. Yeah. Fantastic idea. Beautiful. So, yeah. Gwen Stacy, fucking all the fucking ticks. I will say, I've just remembered something because it was it's it's her start fucking scene that kicks this off. Mm. The sound mixing guy on this film needs fucking sacking. Yeah, the specific, apparently in the big picture formats, yes. so X Plus or or three DX or whatever yeah, yeah. it is, or IMAX, it's even worse. And I could not get a fucking word out of Gwen Stacy in the first three minutes when she's playing the drum solo. Not a fucking Couldn't word. get a fucking word out of Same it. Same at the and end. And I saw it in X Plus. So, right, it, it's know. bad. Mm. They must have test screened this. And whether they just didn't test screen it on a, like, you know, fucking, like you're saying, on the X Plus stuff. I watched it at the Everyman. That is not a big fucking cinema. No. And I couldn't tell what the fuck she was saying. Shit. And it happens quite a few times where, like, the music, whether it's diegetic or not, just fucking blares so loud and the vocals are mixed down for some fucking reason. Yeah. I was like, is it, is it, but because she's playing a drum solo at the start, I was like, well, is it intentional? Mm. Am I not meant to be able to make it out to like, you know, I'm hearing it through like a dad's ears of like not really able to, you know, are they doing some fucking deep art shit? Like, oh, I can't understand what my kid is saying to me. No, it's just bad. Yeah, it's, just, it's just bad audio mixing. Yeah. That's, That's something it. they could do afterwards. Go, oh, yeah, no, that was always the intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time, big time, big time. <laughs> They'll fix it for the home release, I assume. I fucking hope so. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I hope so. It's weird, right? Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, Anyway, right onwards. We've yes. got many more Spider-Man we have to. Oh, well, let's, let's talk on the um, on the Morales real quick. Yes. Um, good additions. I think her mom, uh, Miles Morales' mom, is a better character in this one. She gets more to do. Out, yeah, because in the first one, Rio kind of felt like just like the the token. Let's have some Puerto Rican. Yeah, the uh, lady influence. in Spanish, in Spanish, over in the corner somewhere. Yeah. And, and in this in this story, she's very much at that emotional core yes. of why is my baby changing yes and i really appreciated that especially like it, again first half an hour where there is a conversation and she basically is like you're grounded but go get him tiger yeah yeah i fucking loved that that was so fucking good again it's just it's authentic mm. they haven't felt the need to like make them arsehole parents to for the sake of giving miles some conflict in his otherwise all right life mm. They 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 they're reacting. They're unsure of themselves. They're being parents. It's fucking. Yes. It, it's really good. So then they still get to be funny. Both of them get to be funny, which is fucking nice. So I know it's Brian Tyree Herring who yes. plays Jefferson Davis, but I forget who it plays Rio. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Luna Laurent Velez. Cool. Let's go with that. <laughs> Sweet. I haven't even got the page up yet, so I can't uh, correct you. Unspeakable. We don't get to spend as much time with Peter B. Parker in this film, and that's sad. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Is it Jake Johnson? Jake Johnson. Jake yeah. Johnson was absolutely the, fantastic. He's my favourite part of the first film, I think. Yeah. Above anything else. Uh, Even above Spider Noir? 
Even above Spider Noir, yeah. Oh. I love Peter B. Parker in that first movie. He was incredible. He's just because he's got to share the screen space with so many more moving parts, he doesn't get to do as much. He's still probably the funniest character. Yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, he's just so happy to be a dad. Yeah, yeah. And it's very funny. <laughs> Mayday Park is also fun. Yep. Uh, yeah, a, a version of Mayday that isn't awful. That's awesome. Happy days. Thank you for doing it, Lord and Miller. <laughs> Good job. Um, I want to save the spot to a little later. Yeah, let's talk more spider people. More spider people. Um, well, let's talk about 2099. Yes. Miguel O'Hara, right? That's Miguel O'Hara. Uh, Oscar Isaac can apparently not get enough of Marvel. <laughs> and we'll just keep playing villains until it's all the He's the first and only actor to play three different Marvel roles. I mean, it's Mental. it's strength to fucking strength, though, isn't it? Because, like, Ivan Ooze, like, not yeah. a good fucking no. look. Fucking loved Moon Knight. Yes. And I really like Miguel O'Hara. He's a really interesting character in this. Mm. In They're not afraid. It's weird that a Spider-Man movie's essentially, like, antagonist. He's not necessarily a villain. Is just a different Spider-Man with mm. a different view to her own. Yep. That's fucking cool. It's really dope. Didn't get that. I thought he was going to be brought in like um, like the super for this one, like based on the post-credit scene where it seems like he's also quippy. Yep. That's kind of gone. Like, he's not making jokes. He's not funny. His humor comes from like bickering with his little fucking uh, AI assistant thing. He's fucking scary. Yep. He's like, no, 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 my fucking rule is absolute and you will do what you're fucking told me. <laughs> I, I liked him. And I, I, to the point where I'm like, I'd kind of been okay if he was the only antagonist. Yeah, honestly. I think what they do with the spark, which we'll talk about in a bit, yeah. is a lot of fun. Mm. But the the conflict comes from 2099 thinking that he's the last line. Yes. And that his his kind of take on the multiverse as somebody who has experienced it not through the lens of because it's weird because like you can't you kind of can't talk about the 2099 character in this they're talking about the mythos of spider-man mm. but somebody who views it the mythos of spider-man exclusively through the tragedy yes and not through being the friendly neighborhood spider-man yeah, yeah. and that is i mean as a as a kind of a juxtaposition to how miles is doing things yes it works so goddamn well, yeah. and it's it's just I just love Oscar Isaac. He, he knows exactly when to put on the yes. intimidation and then when to flip it because you still you get a couple of moments of lightness. Yes, but it's when they play into the set pieces. Uh-huh. But like they do the prowler thing with him in this. It's sometimes yes. when he appears, you get that <laughs> noise. It, it works so well. He's very much like he who remains. He uh, is. Yeah, yeah, like this is my fucking timeline. I am the only man smart enough to fucking understand it for reasons I'm not going to bother telling you peasants. Um, <laughs> you just need to do as you're fucking told. Yep. And yeah, he's so fucking divorced from the human aspect of it and, you know, wanting to fight against the fucking things you're told you have to do. Um, that Again, I would have been fine if he was just the main, product, the main antagonist for this whole thing. Yeah. I didn't necessarily need anybody else. But he was very, very good. He was. Um Similarly, Jessica Drew Spider-Woman doesn't get as big as a role as I think the trailers would lead you to believe. I did think she would have more to do. Yeah, she, she's very much there. She's a bit of a, an exposition machine sometimes. Of like there, She's there to help, to, to be the intermediary between Gwen and the plot when, you know, she's not in the, with the rest of the Spider-People. Yeah, as as the, because as, I thought, because they, they kind of position it as this is Gwen's Peter B. Parker. Yes. And it 
isn't really that because it's no. a more standoffish relationship. Yes. It's not so much the encouragement that Peter B gave to Miles. It's it's the almost the exact opposite. It's more like uh, Gwen has got a target to meet. Yes, and if she doesn't meet that, she's off the fucking team, and that that's totally different. But to hear Gwen describe it in those early scenes, that's what she's got. She's got a mentor. Yes, she's really kind of got a, like a like a adjudicator, if anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, oh, when you go and like like a parole officer, basically. Yeah. Yeah, she's not necessarily there to mentor and have fun with. She's there to fucking toe the line that fucking 2099 is telling us mm. to do. So, yeah, I did think maybe she'll be more into the sequel, maybe. Maybe. And we'll see. Because um, they, they cast Issa Rae, and, like, yeah, you, that, you, that's not a small get. No. So, um, it's a bit confusing, really. Uh, I'm not going to try and say his Indian name, but Spider-Man India. Yes. I think he's my favourite of the new Spider-Men. He's not my favourite. He's your Spider-Punk. Obviously. Oh, get... I think I just have such a deep hatred for punk rock that it has affected my <laughs> opinions of him that I just genuinely hate anything to do with punk rock. <laughs> so I'm just not as on board with fucking Spider-Punk. Oh, fucking poser. I fucking love Spider-Punk. Oh, let's no. talk Spider-Man India first because... He's so much fun. He's a lot of fun. And you got um, Karen Sone who... Sorry, Karan Sone. Uh, um, Del from uh, from Deadpool. Great piece of casting. Beautiful piece of fucking casting. His world is like really fun to be in. It's one of the most like visually assaulting of the fucking worlds. It is. It is. Tom Batten. He's fucking. Oh my god, my <laughs> eyes. Um, but yeah, he's so much fun. He's got so much like visual flair. Uh, he's an improvement on the comic books Spider-Man India. Yes, because that's just Spider-Man top half with a bit of a fucking like stash thing going on on his bottom. Mm. This looks so much fucking better <laughs> with the fucking yo-yo thing that he's chucking about. Yep. Oh, I love that he's talking so fucking fast. He's just a fun time. And he's just like, it being Spider-Man's pissies. <laughs> fucking great, isn't it? Look yeah. at this. Look at this hot girl I'm banging. Fucking hey, <laughs> here we go. Let's go, lad. Bang it. He's a fun-ass Spider-Man. He was great. Spider-Punk, I just ain't got the time. I fucking love Spider-Punk. Like, you know, everybody was like, Spider-Man Noir is the best thing about Into the yes. Spider-Verse. Categorically for me, Spider-Punk is the best thing about Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Stole the fucking show. Thank Daniel Kaluuya was an interesting choice for this He was well. an interesting choice. Because uh, I think a lot of people, like, they know the Spider-Punk outfit from maybe the, the PS4 game. Yeah. But haven't read the comic. And yeah. Hobart Brown, Hobie Brown in the books, is is a black guy. Oh. So it's like, I was, so I was like, yeah, that's that's some fucking good casting. Yeah. This this performance is actually bolstered for me by an interview I was listening to with Daniel Kaluuya, yeah. who was talking about the idea the idea of being punk and basically kind of laughing off the idea yeah, of like yeah. just because I'm black I can't be punk, and he was like, to the very core ideology of punk is to be counterculture mm. from the masses against the establishment, yes. and he was like, and that to me he said. Not only was that punk music, that was grime music, that yeah. was drill music. I'm like, holy fucking shit, you are absolutely right. So, like, the f- when I first saw it, I was like, I don't think Spider-Punk would say Mandem. <laughs> and then when you listen to that, you're like, no, this guy is absolutely yeah, yeah. the voice of the fucking people. Uh-huh. And I loved his intro, especially the <laughs> don't call myself a hero. Because <laughs> calling yourself a hero makes you a self-mythologizing <laughs> narcissistic autocrat. <laughs> I'm like... Oh, he's so much. I like him. I like him because he's just so into it. He's so into the movement. I love him. Two quick things. If you ever get a chance, there is a great um, 
I don't think it's necessarily a full interview, but like someone sent a letter to Lemmy of Motorhead saying like, I get taken a piss out of me because I'm a, I'm, I'm a black guy, but I really like heavy metal stuff. And just hearing him fucking slice that fucking open of like, that is like, why would anyone take the piss out of you? That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard from them. Like, he's not taking the piss out of the bloke. But yeah. Give that a listen. It's very nice. Yeah, listen um, to also, that. listen to him talk about, to hear, let me talk about women. It's very, <laughs> it's very nice. It's just him going, yeah, women talk more sense than men. Men are quite fucking stupid. <laughs> um, second thing, bear with me this. Me and my wife have this thing called uh, Tory Watch. Right. Where if either of us start showing even the slightest hint of conservative leanings, mm. it has to be pointed out and stepped on immediately. Yes. Doesn't happen often, but it does occasionally flare up. Whilst I was moaning about Spider-Punk on the way home, <laughs> saying, oh, this fucking, oh, I'm a fucking punk, I'm going to take down the fucking establishment. No, no, no. She went, Tory watch. And I was like, oh. <laughs> no, no, it's fine, it's fine. It's just, it's specifically punk rock. I'm all about fucking sticking to the man, you know. I drove past a union line this morning. I was like, fucking, yeah, get them, lads. <laughs> it's just punk rock in particular. <laughs> I don't like, it's just Johnny Rotten. That's all it is. I just don't like the Sex Pistols, and I've been paying for it ever since. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that did flare up. The Tory watcher was triggered by fucking <laughs> spider punk. But if you want to talk uh, art style, because oh, you were talking about the art style of Spider-Man yes. India. The art style of spider punk. Where he becomes, you know, he's flashing between those different kind yeah. of like mono, excuse me, mono color, like, yes. you know, London Camden Wall print style. Yeah. And then, like, his intro is that very much that punk kind of cut out from newspaper article. Yeah. Oh, I loved that. I know you were annoyed by it. I can tell, but I fucking love that. Like, no, it's very visually impressive. He looks like every fucking album cover The Clash ever put out ever, but yes. like. <laughs> No, look, I, I feel like his character was fine. Like, if I take out my just inherent knee-jerk reaction to anything punk music, like he was an interesting one of like being the one that's very much like not on the same wavelength as fucking Spider-Man twenty ninety-nine of like, nah, bro, this is not cool. Like, being the one that's giving Miles the okay to be a bit more rebellious and yeah. like fucking easing that along was a very interesting thing. It's just interesting that you've played Spider-Man in all these different ways, that mm. they all still inherently feel like Spider-Man. They've just upped certain fucking parts yeah. of his personality, which is very nice. And, and like, and Spider-Punk is very much the neighbourhood Spider-Man. He's just the unfriendly neighbourhood Spider-Man. Yes! He's a lot of fun. I just love the very... I hate the AM, I hate the PM, and it's him at a protest. <laughs> fucking loved it. It was so good. Ugh. Um, I don't think... Oh, right. Can we talk about the spot? We can talk about the spot. I found him wildly inconsistent and bizarre as a character. Yeah, I mean it's Jason Schwartzman, so you know the the tonal inconsistency. The spot is G man. Sorry, go on. The the tonal inconsistencies really just really took me out of it. Mm. Like he goes from like super super wacky, almost like Batman seventies level of fucking like wackiness to without not a lot happening in between becoming like fucking basically becoming penance from fucking (laughs) i am i am death i am the fucking lord of death and i will kill everything i was like there's a dissonance here Mm. that i can't fucking square between the two halves of this fucking character in this movie like nothing happens between those two fucking extremes at the end that makes a connector B for me. Yeah, that it kind. That's why I'm like I could have done with him not being there. Hmm. 
uh, he detracts from the movie more so than adds to it. That's it's a fair assessment, and I, I get it because there is this gap yeah. where the spot is evolving his powers, and mm. the context for that happens off screen. Yeah, and you don't get to see it, so it isn't perfect. No, what I do like about it is that, and again, hear me out. This is a weird one. It's kind of like the zombies in The Walking Dead. He's not the villain. Spider-Man 2099 is the villain. Yes. The things that the catastrophe creates is the villain. It's not the catastrophe itself. Right. In my opinion. Okay. So ultimately, in the movie, Spot, you know, Spot, it's a speaking role. He has a couple of fights with Miles and the yeah. other Spider-Man. And but he's not the he's he's the reason that the uh, conflict exists. He's not mm. necessarily the conflict. Although his conflict is, I don't want to be a shit villain. Yeah, which is which is it's funny because it's you know Miles doesn't necessarily have a nemesis in the books. No, like Peter, you can go okay. It's it's depending on which timeline you're in. It's Doc Ock or Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. most likely Green Goblin. Who's Miles' nemesis? It's not an answer that the books have really delved into. No, uh, could you no? Because the every form of the media has had a different version. So like. For some reason, it was fucking Kingpin in the last movie, but it isn't really Kingpin. In the games, it was Tinkerer, but that that didn't really work for me. I think, I think Miles has had like antagonistic relationships with like multi-dimensional villains in the books because they did the whole "we're gonna kill the Ultimate Universe." Yes. So this feels like the first time it went. No, no, this is the character that's gonna come back and haunt Miles. Yeah. So I appreciated that. That's what it was trying to do. But I yeah. don't think that that was. I don't think that was the th- the main thought behind that. Right. I think the thought always was, the villain of every Spider Man is Spider Man's life. Yeah. Personified by Miguel O'Hara in this movie. And I don't. I I think you've give you you've not that you've given it more credit than it deserves, but I think all the explanation you've given there would work. But for me, at least in my experience of watching it, it was like, what if we started with the Condiment King? <laughs> And then off screen, he became Carnage. Yes. Like, that's like, there's a fucking difference. In the first scene, there's fucking bread falling out of the lad whilst he successfully tries to steal a fucking ATM. Yep. And then he says, like, I am your nemesis. And it's like a joke. Mm. Like, but they don't play on that of like, oh, no, we haven't been taking him seriously. We should have been because of X, Y, and Z. There's just, there's, it feels like a scene is missing here in the middle somewhere that connects these two. Because then by the end of the movie, he's like, I will kill everything you love. And I have the fucking, it's like fucking ultimate Thanos. Like, no, I'm going to murder everything and just see what happens. It's it's not as bad as Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but it's almost... It, it's 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 there or thereabouts. Yeah. Of just like, he's this stupid, goofy man that that wants to have this this yeah. relationship with Spider-Man and then, and then becomes, like you say, fucking yeah. uber serious, mega dark I just bullshit. I don't feel like if that's what you wanted to do, if that's where you wanted to end up, I just don't think Jason Schwartzman was the choice. Like, I think Jason Schwartzman was the choice for the goofy version. Yeah, 100%. And I think if you'd, if you'd slightly retooled that end bit, because yeah. it's very much just like, I'm, I'm Miles, I'm coming for you and everything you love, but yeah. it, it almost would have been scarier if he'd gone, listen, I don't want to be that person yeah. i don't want to be your nemesis but but i've opened so much of my mind that i realize that your life has to be ruled by misery hmm. and i'm the person that has to enact it i think that would be you know yeah. if you want to further that metatextual conversation that would be more interesting yeah. 
I, I, I see it as a necessary evil if it's like, no, we, we needed him to do that so that we have a multi-dimensional villain that's easy to explain. And yeah. he's a necessary evil for the rest of the plot to work. If they could, if we ever get to speak to Lord and Miller, <laughs> and they say, no, no, no I, we, we take your criticisms on board, but if we take him out, the film doesn't work. Hmm. I'm like, fine, if he's a necessary evil, that's all right. And maybe the sequel will solve that because we won't have the goofy start. We'll just be dealing with fucking edgelord fucking Spot to begin with. He's called fucking Spot, for God's sake. Yep. Um, they call him a fucking cowman for the first half of the movie. <laughs> and he's fucking... Oh, so, I, uh, um, yeah, so it, that is my only like criticism of any of these characters, except for Spider-Punk, I guess. Hmm. Everything else works. I think all the f- the good god the amount of fucking call outs and little tidbits in this movie. Yep, so many. How happy were you when Spider-Man PS5 turned up? Oh, the fucking happiest. Yes. There he was. So he's officially now known as Insomniac Spider-Man. Yes, he is. I am only annoyed that 90s animated Spider-Man didn't turn up. Yeah, 90s anime uh, sorry, animation was I was where's he? Yes. And where's Japanese Spider-Man? Yes. Where is it? You've got to think one of the big set pieces at the end of Beyond the Spider-Verse yeah. is the fucking Lepidon Zord coming in from from the Spider-Man. I would have thought that. Chap- surely. I, 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 I really... Because the, the actor who voiced 90 Spider-Man did do an interview shortly before, like, going, oh, yeah, no one asked me. Like, oh, man. But my hope is... Oh, cause I thought, is that Camel to the Moon? He just didn't want to spoil the spoilers, but then he did actually turn up. My hope is that they've seen the undercurrent of, like... No, everyone loves the 90s Spider-Man. We want to see him. We yeah. got to see Spectacular Spider-Man, and I don't give a shit about him. I mean, it's a like, great series, but like, it's not the series things. I grew up no, with. I want 90s Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so we shall see. But uh, <laughs> Although if, 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 the, if the new Spider-Man game doesn't do... Shocker! Shocker! Doesn't do that, then... I'll change it to the end of the <laughs> Then what actually was the fucking point? <laughs> Especially because Yuri Lowenthal fucking sounds like 90s Spider-Man. He really does. Um, but yeah... So, massive glowing recommendations from me. Yep. It's a fucking hoot. It is the best film of the year. Easily. Um, we're not even going to get to talk to the best bit until after the spoilers, so we'll get to that shortly. We shall. But, uh, yeah, if, if if you in any way, shape, or form got a date about this, I'm here to dispel them. I came out so fucking ready for that sequel. I'm so happy they've done them back-to-back so we don't have to wait longer than a year to get it. Cause, yep. Oh, my good God. This feels like animated uh, Infinity War Endgame. It really does. And it's just like, oh my Christ, you can't end it there. Fuck you. And then it's like, okay, I don't have to wait five years. I've only got to wait 12 months. Perfect. Exactly that. Thank you. Spoiler alert! Ty fucking Dillinger. Let's talk about the goddamn fucking ending. It's not an ending. They, they, They fucking blue balls me. The band's back together. They're all there. I was so fucking hyped when it was just by uh, spider gwen's fucking new team mm. and they are just diving head first to go and save miles yeah because that's the thing through all of this i was most hyped that she'd got a group of friends together to go and save miles yep not that the promise of what that can tell in terms of the amazing fights we're gonna have in the third one or whatever it was just that like nah fuck that guy i'm gonna go save my friend yep like fucking go yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. fucking go this gwen let's go so, so yeah so gwen um, so survive, survey survivors. Not that anybody dies in this movie, but like, no. there's going to be Gwen. There's going to be Spider Ham, Spider Ham, Spider Noir, Penny Parker, Peter B, Punk, India, Bite, 
I think Bite was on a team. I think Bite was on the team. Oh my god, we didn't talk about emo fucking Ben Riley, <laughs> <laughs> voiced by Andy Samberg. At one fucking point. excellent, loved it. My life is bare. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's that level of like, I, I, you just know that Lord and Miller fucking love Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Just to like go, you know, okay, we're gonna put Ben Riley in, but we're just gonna. We're not going to try any clone saga shit. We're just going to make a big joke out of him. Like, perfect. Thank you. No one likes Ben. Everyone likes the Ben Riley suit. Yes. Scar- especially the Scarlet Spider suit. But no one actually cares for the fucking clone saga, no matter how many times they re-fucking hash that shit. No, thank you. No oh. one likes Jackal. Eat shit. I would love to say that Insomniac Spider-Man turned up was my biggest... <gasps> moment yeah. it wasn't my biggest it fucking wasn't was it no 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 it was fucking uh oh my god i forgot his name don glover don glover turning up as fucking live action pro like yeah bastard in the fucking suit oh that implies because he's in the mcu that implies he's there in the suit ready to do prowler shit oh i, I know Dong Don glover i know Dong glover does not have the time no he does not too, have the fucking busy time being Fucking famous and rich. Yeah, and famous, successful. rich and successful and talented and sexual fucking chocolate. I know, I know, but I know. He's... Are we getting a Lando series out of him? It's fine. Supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that was such a fucking deep... Like, I feel like it was about time they paid homage to the man, hmm. since Miles Morales is literally here because of Donald Glover, <laughs> yeah. and it is very irritating that he will never get to play him. They've left it so long. They have. But he gets to be part of the lore. It's fine. It's great. Um, yeah, that was a great. That was a great fucking pull. Uh, oh um, yeah, the other Spider-Man that wasn't in it is there's no Tom Holland. Well, there's no live action ones. Well, they they the, did. There is. There's archive bits of Andrew and Toby. Well, I would have put my house on them turning up, but I guess you don't want to spunk that until your final movie, do you? You so got to think, think that the extended Tom Holland sequence is coming in beyond. I'd have surely, so. although they I'd do call so. it out right at the very start. <laughs> Those fucking jerks in Earth nineteen nine nine nine. Exactly. So, and and visually they're doing a lot to tie this to the MCU. Now whether that's Kevin Feige's doing or whether that's Sony trying to inch their stuff close to the popular thing of like, now see, we're right next to the MCU. It's definitely part of the MCU because <laughs> they use the same imagery for timelines as Loki did. Yes, they did. The big fucking white tree looking thing. Mm. So I, I think they're trying to push it as adjacent to it. Having taken it away with Morbius, then I go, oh, fuck, that was a mistake. Whoop, okay, back over you go. <laughs> she liked Venom. Everyone liked Venom, right? Didn't they? Oh, yeah, because Mrs. Chen also turns up, and yeah. I'm like, no, this isn't as fun as you think Go away. Is. I don't care about this. <laughs> I, don't I don't care for this. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was such a fucking... I, I think the nailing that ending as well as it did was what made me go, like, right, any small criticisms I have, I'm pretty much going to just get rid of from my mind like it does it earns that fucking ending yeah to just I've, i genuinely can't think of the last film i went out of like fucking yes because yes, even infinity because infinity war was hopeful but it's like a sad ending yeah this is like a no fuck this here we go lads <laughs> fuck ending, the man here we is, go oh my god I so can't wait. what was your favorite um kind of like background character of spider-man that you saw um, peter parked car did make me laugh quite that a lot what was incredible <laughs> that did make me laugh quite a lot Oh, that's a good question. Um, it probably was just Insomniac Spider-Man just because he got to show up. I mean, it was it was great to see Insomniac Spider-Man. Like I said, yes. Spectacular was good. Yes. There was multiple different... So, like, there was various different takes on Cyborg Spider-Man in the background. Uh, Spider-Man Limited was there. Yep. My favourite, though, 
He was in it for of all of about five frames, but PS1 Spider-Man was there. Was he? He was. Oh, I didn't in see PS1 Spider-Man. all of his low-poly oh, glory. glorious. I'm not kidding, doing the exact same. You know, like his hands are just like fucking plates <laughs> doing that kind of like fucking... I was like, there he is. Oh, I missed it. He hasn't been picked up in either of the fucking 40-minute-plus fucking new Rockstars videos Did I, I watched. out Rockstar new Rockstars? Apparently, he hasn't, he hasn't been one of the yeah. people they've... they've alluded to they did point out do you know the the ice cream pop from the first film yeah it was like i've been about that is one of the spider-men in the fucking thing <laughs> you can see him swinging <laughs> did you see how long it's it i think that that sequence apparently took them two years on its own i ain't fucking surprised lad look at the all the moving parts in that fucking my thing. god good christ almighty like because I, I i i appreciate the restraint to some extent that they didn't just give lots of them speaking roles mm. like the fact that he's just there for me and you to look at and go oh look and da, 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 da. but you actually look at that that i mean we just went through the cast list we touched everyone major mm. it wasn't actually that big a cast it's a pretty compact thing and because you've already know enough about spider-man to kind of guess most of what they're doing you just need to pick up on what is this one's nuance yeah. what, which part of the peter parker fucking persona have they fucking blown up that does help. So I think that's how that's helping people who aren't like us, who do know all this shit, enjoy this movie more. But in terms of the main team for this story, yes, none of them were called Peter, which is interesting. Oh fuck! Apart from like when Peter, well, Peter B. Park, B. Park yeah, but... again, wasn't on really like the fucking strike squad. No, it was like so. It's Miguel, Jessica, Gwen, yes, Hobie, uh, Pavita, uh, Miles. It's like. Oh wow! Not a single one of them is Peter Parker, and you're like, huh? Kind of furthering that idea of like the Spider-Man story is anybody's story you ever yes. grew yeah, up, yeah. which is lovely. Oh, guess what? I've just brought mm. the Rise and Fall of Stan Lee book. Oh wow! Because I wanted to buy the Vince McMahon book by the same author, mm. but it's not out in paperback yet. And I was like, oh, and the hardcover's like fucking expensive. Shit, so bad. But he did the Stan Lee book first, and I'm like, well, we're never going to get an autobiography for the lad. So I'm going to give this to read. And I'm I'm worried I'm going to come out of it like, oh, Stanley wasn't a great dude, was he? <laughs> I might need to take him off this pedestal above fucking Mount Rushmore. Because mm. Rachel was like, well, why would you want to do that? I was like, well, we shouldn't be championing somebody if they're really bad. Basically, I'm going to report back in like a week and go yeah. like, nah, he wasn't great, but he still gets to keep his place. We're like, oh, no, we need to take him down. We're going to get cancelled otherwise. So. <laughs> um Sorry, anything else on Spider-Man before we just get into a little bit of Fantastic Four talk? Oh god, there's just so much in this. I mean, I mean that ending scene. Well, like I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't see the ending coming of what no. they were doing. I thought it was like, oh my god, yeah, the the fucking um, Earth Forty Two, Earth Forty Two with yeah, yeah. Miles G. Morales, yeah, kilometers Immorales. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah he that that was a i did not see that fucking coming no you should have the signs are all fucking there yeah they're like 40 it's right at the start flashing up 42 42 the spider was from another fucking universe Uh i didn't clock it fucking hell it's a good it's a fucking juicy ending yeah well they can go two ways like there's been people like well we don't necessarily know that this miles is a bad guy like he could just be he's like a fucking hardline version of a hero he's the thomas wayne batman I was just about to say he's the Thomas Wayne fucking Batman. Like, he's the hard line to the... Because his fucking world is more hardcore. He has to be more hardcore. Mm. We've read it that he's a fucking villain, but let's put... If this had happened to Miles, 
someone who looks exactly like him fucking turned up. Yeah, you'd fucking tie him to something interrogating, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, it's a fucking... Oh, it's such a beautiful stew they've made here. I can't wait to chow down. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be it's so It's going to be fucking... Also, I liked how it's Miles G. Morales. Kind of like... So, they've gone with the same phonics as Peter yes. B. Parker. Oh, yeah. I really... I just... Just every fucking decision they made with this movie. I really can't quite believe... Like, I, I did not think it could soar higher than Into the Spider-Verse. And I'm I'm not gonna sit here and go. It's categorically 100% better than Into the Spider Verse. But it's a conversation to have. It absolutely is. It at the very least, it will meet it. It will meet it for quality. It is the same score, base. If you know what I mean. Like yes, it, it's it's not a lesser product in any way, shape, or form. It can no. only be considered more so. Mm. It's not less than. Um, real quick, Fantastic Four talk. Yes. Because um, I think we covered the the reveal of the PlayStation of the of the new trailer for the next game before. No, we, we we haven't went, we haven't recorded for a while. Well, fuck it. Let's talk about let's the, talk about Spider Man Two fucking coming out. Oh, oh shocker! Yeah, he. he but is. don't get that. I'm surprised they spunked that as early as they did. Because that's like a fucking brand new playstyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and with no, like, build-up or doing a dramatic scene before, and just, oh, no, here's Venom suit. No. Fucking, yeah, here's 10 minutes suit. of him wrecking fucking just shop. fucking annihilating everything. I think the Craven design looks fucking dope. He looks so good. I don't think we got a clear enough look at the lizard for me to give thoughts on that. But he's a big kaiju. He's a big so. fucking lizard. You've got it, lad. Yeah. Everything about it looked fucking... It, it was like Uncharted level of fucking yeah. um, set piece. And they've confirmed that you can GTA 5 between uh, Miles and Peter in the open world. Hello! But in the storylines, the switching between... Sorry, in the story missions, the switching between the two of them is locked to... Certain. Yeah, so it's like, right. Miles needs to do this, and then the game will switch you to Miles. But in the open world, you can freely switch between Peter and Miles. Hell fucking... Yeah. The question I've got now is does that mean all the fucking suits are gone because i like the suits i like swapping suits and playing ah, around maybe. unless and this is a fucking pipe dream huh. the suits are back and you've got venomized versions of all the suits Ooh. fucking inject that into my veins i love the fucking symbiote suit design that it's clearly a fucking like there's veins in his eyes yes <laughs> And like, and and the way these when he when he gets edge, he's like, like it's got teeth. So have I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like his eye shape changes to be more like venom. Yeah. Fucking love insomnia. I have heard the theory of the venom we saw in the first ever teaser trailer. Obviously, it's not cut that way, so it looks like they're both looking at him. That's Peter. Oh, Ed, now Ed, that would be good. He's not in this. It's not Harry. That's Peter. Fucking goes, and you've got a Miles. Miles is the person to fucking stop him. That'll be a hell of a thing. It would be because we haven't necessarily. I mean, Craven's clearly going to be the driving force antagonist in this one, but is he going to be on the same level as like Mister Negative? Where yes, he's fucking steering the ship for the most part, but he's not. They're saving a Doc Ock, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Is that is is Green Goblin in this game? I think you're saving for a third one personally, but yeah, hundred percent. That would make because then obviously if Harry, if Harry is Venom, you do a big tragic. Oh, fucking Harry's dead, mm. and that's what sends Norman over the edge to become Goblin. Gotta that be. makes sense. Gotta be. Um. In fact, I think that's what we pitched, wasn't it? When it's we did what, air pitch for Spider-Man 2. Yes, it is, because then we then pitched 3 being a Spider-Verse. That we fucking did. So that works. God, we could look so fucking smart when that happens. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it looks fucking nice. I'm so glad it's mine in the draft. <laughs> Everything's fine. That's that's the same year as this. That's yeah. the same year as Tears of the Kingdom. 
Same year as fucking um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor looks fucking mint. Yeah. That's probably going to be great as well. People like Guardians 3. We might be getting fucking Tekken 8 this year. Fucking Happy fucking days. Aye. We haven't had a, a year this strong probably since For 2018. Fucking while. Um, right, Fantastic Four news real quick. Yep. So, as we already reported, it does look like Adam Driver is a lock for Ray Richards. Yep. Sue Storm is going to be Mar- Margot Robbie. Yep. Yeah, actually, if you listen to the episode where I talked about this in the Garden Review, I was saying, oh, yeah, they're going for every Jewish actor known to man. Uh, so it was a bit of a surprise <laughs> when they said pivoted and got David Diggs. <laughs> Who is Jewish? You're joking, me. He's Jewish. No. Genuinely, David Diggs is Jewish. Really? Yeah, I looked it up. Like, he's Jewish. So, like... Kind of, and I like David Diggs, no, so it no, kind you, of fucking works. You're fucking I'm not up, fucking yeah. winding you up. Right, is David? I I guarantee it'll be like one of the first questions. Is David He's, Diggs? Yeah, Jewish. Gotta be. Gotta be one of the first questions on Google. Here we go. I identified as being Jewish. There you go. David Diggs can definitely play Ben Grimm. Oh my god, Definitely. that's me being presumptive. Oh my sweet Jesus. Yep. Fan fucking tastic. There we oh, go. Yeah, fantastic. Hey. <laughs> so, why did I miss? This comes in with the fucking rocks. I would love that. Wouldn't have necessarily been my thought process on the thing, but fucking, he's a good actor. Like, mm. he's the only thing that kept me going on the fucking ill fated, um, oh, what's it fucking called? They're all locked on the fucking train. It was a Chris Evans movie and they did TV Snowpiercer. show. Snowpiercer. Yeah. I tried to get through the Snowpiercer TV <laughs> show. It weren't fucking worth it. And he was the only thing that was working on mm. the show. Um, so, fucking A. And then they've cast Paul Mescal as Human Torch. It's the wrong age. It's the wrong vibe. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he is the same age as Tom Holland. No way, he really? Is, he is. Well, this thing, because Tom Holland looks a lot younger than he is. You mm. need to remember that the man is 28. So, like, they are the same age. Paul Meskel's 28. Paul Meskel's 28. Fuck he, off, he's really? Got some, he's got some road miles on him, but he, he is. He <laughs> that is tw- that, that well, guy easily played a single father in After Sun. That, but I mean, in in normal people, he was playing a school age person. That was no only like two or three way. years ago. Yeah, he's 28. Born 1996. Fucking he's, hell. He's younger than both of us. Fucking hell. Got some road balls on him. My So yeah, God. they are, believe it or not, the exact same fucking age. Fucking um, hell. But I just don't get Johnny vibes from him. No. I get none of that Zac Efron energy out of Paul Mescal. And no. Don't get me wrong. Do I think he's capable of it? Absolutely. He's got serious fucking range. But this is the thing. And it's not that you can't take a character in a different thing, but... We've said on many freaking different times, we love Michael B. Jordan. Mm. He didn't have fucking Johnny Storm energy. No. That wasn't what that film was looking for anyway. That's beside the point. But, like, maybe he could, maybe he's got the range we just don't know. Maybe he's going to pull it out of the bag and be an actual, actual uh, fucking honest-to-goodness, comics-accurate Johnny Storm. But nothing I've seen in him has given me that. No. He's got an almost anti-charisma where, like, he's a normal person. Mm. Like, he comes across very naturalistically... That's not Johnny fucking Storm. It's not. But Johnny Storm's got to be, you know, in the Chris Evans vein. Yes. I, I don't like those movies, but, you know, oh, like... Oh, yeah, they can't deny that in fucking now Human Torch. Right, yeah. There you Boy, go. Absolutely on the fucking head. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm like, three out of the four choices, I'm like, well, it's not even that I'm like, because as I said in the first one, I like Adam Driver more so than I think it's a good casting choice for Reed Richards. Yes, and, you, and we'd both rather have him as Doctor Doom. Oh, 100 fucking percent. Yeah. 
Um, oh, well, that can bring us on to some Superman casting rumours. Right. David Sweat, who is the bloke I said when I watched Hollywood on Netflix, was like, he is should be fucking Superman. Wonderful? He is handsome to be wonderful yes. from Hollywood. He's apparently the front runner to be Superman. No way. Fucking called it, lads. If this <laughs> show called it first, literally you fucking called I it. Did. I'll be very fucking happy. Even the Nando video didn't get I him. No, Well, he mentions him, but he's like, no, I haven't seen him enough. And now he's like changing. He's like, oh, no, I think he's great. Um, <laughs> the the rumour is that, um, um, oh, my God, I forgot a name. Um, Marvelous Miss Maisel um, is Lois. Oh, mm. oh, Rachel Brosnahan. That's her. That she's oh, the like runner for Lois, which I get. She's got that kind of energy in in Maisel. That have work. you finished watching Maisel? Yet? I have. Is it good? Yes. The last season. Okay, we haven't started yet. We're saving it till after the holiday. Yes, but it's very good. Fucking hey, I like that. Mm. And Lex. So I didn't even ask you if you wanted me to tell you these fucking uh, rumors. Why else are we here? Fair. <laughs> Nicholas Holt as the Alex. I mean, I like Nick Holt. I I like Nick Holt more as the as the socially awkward, slightly out of kilter, weird character. It's because and that ain't that no. ain't Lex, and that was also Jesse Eisenberg. So yes. I'm worried that they're falling un, unless Nick Holt is capable of like proper fucking menace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think that'll. Work. I'm not seeing it because like, well, the most thing I've seen him in recently is The Great, where he's playing Alexander the Great, and he's mm. a fucking idiot and, yeah. and just a man child. <laughs> That's not fucking Lex. No. So, but uh, you need to remember that this man was capable of playing Beast and also the fucking crackhead from Mad Max. True. So the man has got a surprising <laughs> amount of range. So Sorry, I just really like the crackhead from Mad Max. I can't Mad remember his fucking name. Nux. Obviously. I fucking love that film. I, I love that fucking film, but I don't remember his name, so crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I, I, I have faith in the act. It's Again, it's another case of... I like him more so than I'm like, oh, yep, yeah, fucking, yeah, yep, yeah, that's a one-to-one. I get that like, straight away. I'll still go and fucking watch it yeah. with that cast. But Similar like, age yeah. profile to your Superman that, and your Lois that you're casting, mm. so that's fine. Because I, I, they, you can either go older or same age. You can't really go young. Because mm. that's why it didn't work. Jesse Eisenberg probably is the same age as fucking um, Henry Cavill, but he doesn't fucking look it, does he? No. So it looks like a toddler having a go at a fully grown adult. It really does. So and, I and Henry Cavill's cheating anyway. Like yeah, the, the dude's just the perfectly. He's like a fucking marble statue. Like anyone's gonna look he's shit next to Vitruvian man only sexy. <laughs> <laughs> he's the perfect human being. Um, see, there's some casting rumors for your eyes. Excellent. Um, I've heard nothing more on anything else. Apparently, there's a big super secret uh, end uh, end credit scene. No end credit scenes on this movie, by the way. No, there wasn't any. You should have seen my wife's fucking delighted face. And I was <laughs> like, we can go now. Like, oh, really? Yeah, you don't need to wait for anything. We can fucking leave. Um, I watched the animated end credit sequence and then I would I dipped straight away. Because I also, a friend of mine at work said, there isn't one. I'm like, Lovely. cool. But yeah, apparently there's a big super secret end credit scene for Flash that they're like, oh, man. that's so secret, they're only showing it at one of the premieres before, like the day before wide release. Oh, shit. They're that fucking precious about it. But what can it be? This is the they're end already of the Snyder. Rebooting it, yeah. It's fucking going down the toilet, lads. Yeah. And I don't think you're keeping Ezra Miller around, are you? Unless you've got a fucking death wish. Unless that's what it is. <laughs> Oh, that's why they're keeping it secret. Not because yeah. it's juicy, but because it's dumb. <laughs> no, because it's redemptive. Because oh. they just recast Flash. 
He's gone, lads! Da, da, da. Like streamers come down in every fucking <laughs> Oh, happy days. Right, what a hell of a recording session this has been. It sure has. Um, we'll tell you what you can go listen to in a second, but plug away, Michael. You can go and li- find me on Twitter and Instagram and at that, Michael. And you can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram and at the Guthrie. You can find the site on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook with his name, Fally and T. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed with his name, Fally and T. Or Fancy Podcast, depending on the service that you're using. And of course, go to FallyEntertainment.com for more stuff like this. What is coming up? We've just done Tears the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that was, I mean, it's Tears of the fucking Kingdom. Need I say more? Just go listen to that one. Um, we've reviewed Mando Season 3. We've reviewed a couple of other movies. Um, oh, God. Gardens of Galaxy 3 is over there for your yep. listening pleasure. Um, coming up very soon, we have Indiana Jones 5 is in the next coming weeks. Uh, the Flash is coming. Well, this is the thing. We should be very happy in the same recording we talked about Tears in the Kingdom and across Spider-Verse. Thankfully, we had very little criticism for both. Yeah. I don't feel when we sit down to do Flash and Indy 5 that we're going to have the same level of fucking happy resonance about ourselves. Probably not. I forgot to tell you about one extra special coming up soon. Oh? I'm going to turn my phone around and show you something. Go on. What is it? What's that? Oh, no, not a dog. Oh, fuck. Well, that's the response I was looking oh, for. Fuck. Right, it's been essential to the podcast world, but I fucking hate dogs, and now Michael's getting another fucking dog. As long as he doesn't set me off like your last dog, Dig, we're going to be all right. It's short-haired, you'll be fine. Otherwise, I'm just No, no, it's, it's not going to be like that. I thought you were going to turn around like a fucking... Like baby scanners, no, something. not no. a fucking Al- dog. Although I want to end, I want to end on a high point after that fucking reaction to something I'm actually looking forward to. Um, we 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 haven't decided on a name for the dog yet, and I just want to tell you how my fucking golden undying love for my wife came through uh-huh. during the naming process. She, I, I was like, I was running down the list because it's a girl, uh-huh. and I was running down the list of girl names that would be acceptable. So we were like, we're looking at like Sylvie, Dottie, Layla, and then I said. Of course, we could call her Leia. My wife, I fucking love this woman, said, yeah, but you could save that for if we have a baby. I'm like, I get to, I get to call my human we... child Leia. And and she appreciates, I say she appreciates, she allows my bullshit, my love Star Wars to permeate to the birth of our child. I love this woman to the human, the moon and back. She's incredible. And that is how we will end, everybody. Keep it tuned to fairlandentertainment.com for all the things we have coming up over the next few months. But let's go ahead on that high note. Let's go. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.